Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, and uh, what was your name again? Dan Boyle. Dan Boyle. Just call That's me Dan right. Boyle, dude. That's right. That That's will. right. Dude. You're wearing number 11, dude. That's Owen Nolan's number. I know. Well, I'm hoping to see him lace up at the alumni game. That's sort of the big news, I suppose. <laughs> We've been gone for six weeks, and you'd think that maybe we'd have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, but... We don't. Um, I hope you like tap dancing, folks, because that's <laughs> that's about what's going to happen if anybody's even still checking to see if we're recording at this point. Right. Mike and I are both alive. We both took a few vacations this summer. I hope everybody out there had a great summer. We we both were jet setting around the United States, and well, you were jet setting. I was well, sleeping in the dirt. That's true. Well, you you chose to spend your time setting up tents and hiking and drinking your own urine. Where. <laughs> I was in Hawaii, so... Don't knock I, it. It's I, ecologically <laughs> responsible, dude. Dude, uh... Dude. Well, speaking of drinking your own urine, <laughs> let's talk about the upcoming season, because <laughs> I got to tell you, dude, like, as I was driving over here tonight, I'm just... I'm not looking forward to this year. Of course, I'm looking forward to hockey, dude. And right. Of course, I'm going to watch, but it's hard to get myself amped up and convince myself that the Sharks are going to be a good team this year. It's hard for me to get to that point right now, and I need you to help me. I think they're going to be good. The problem is is I think they're not going to be close to great. That's the problem. And I think Sharks fans all over you know this great country and continent of ours are used to the Sharks being in a position where if – you know, at least since Todd McClellan became coach, I'd have to say that a break here, a break there, you could see the Sharks in the thick of it. And, you know, some years it was harder to see than other years. And two years ago, we were not excited about the season, and then the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup Finals. True, true. So, but even so, I agree with you that even if you squint a certain way and try to look through the rose-colored glasses that way, it's hard to see the Sharks actually in a position to be amongst the four best teams in the West or, you know, the eight to 10 best teams in the NHL. And that's, I think that's a feeling that I'm not used to. And I think that's probably a feeling that many Sharks fans are not used to, or or maybe Sharks fans in general are more optimistic than we are. But right now it looks like there's several teams that have passed us by and there's several, and there's other teams that are just always good. That seem to be better than the Sharks right now, and that's that's what's sort of disheartening. I think if if you look around and you see sort of what teams did this off season, what teams didn't, and we're not going to get into a full blown season preview, but I mean, other than Brandon Bolig, <laughs> right? The Sharks haven't added any players. No, none, and he doesn't even really count. Like, I mean, he's going to play in the AHL. Well, I think. They'll bring him up to fight Darnell Nurse. Yeah. That's it. It'll be interesting to see if he is the new Michael Haley or if the Sharks are going to give a legitimate chance to players like Barkley Goudreau, who they just signed to an extension. That's right. 
Marcus Sorensen. Clearly, Ryan Carpenter is a player that the it's it's a failure if Ryan Carpenter doesn't play seventy plus games in the NHL this year because they protected him in the expansion draft. Right now, Matt Nieto was also protected in the expansion draft. So, but Matt Nieto was in Colorado. That's true. But for the Sharks, I mean, if Ryan Carpenter isn't a regular presence in the lineup, that's a failure. So. Well, New Jersey protected Mirko Mueller. I know, but they, they, I don't know how that holdup went down, so I can't I quite know. figure it out. I don't know. Um, I was listening to the Hockey News has a podcast. I don't know when they started it. It's the first time I ever listened to it, and it, it was uh, about as entertaining as a pile of bricks, but <laughs> I did. You're that starved, eh? It was, it, well, I, I was trying to get just get some news or something, and they... Right babbled for 15 minutes and then finally started talking about which team was going to be better Colorado or New Jersey and it seemed like at the end they really reached the conclusion that neither were very good nobody cares I I would agree with that but that New Jersey would likely improve over Colorado but you know they were talking about Mirko Mueller playing in their top four what the what? <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Like it's amazing that I don't know where this hype machine from Mirko Mueller came from because you know, Kevin Kurz maybe said a little bit more harshly than than I would have. He said he thinks he was the fourth best defenseman for the Barracuda. I don't know if I'd go that far, but to me it was pretty clear that Tim Heed was ahead of him. And maybe him and Joachim Ryan were on equal footing. I couldn't really name another player that I would put ahead of Mirko Mueller for the Barracuda, but it's still not good. That's so can not... you get two firsts for Tim Heat at this yeah, point? I seriously. Mean, I mean, they got a, a second and a fourth. I know. Like, that's a pretty incredible price. So I guess we're looking at the positives. We've talked about this already, but that, that's all good stuff. But the Sharks, the team is is essentially the same team with no Patrick Marlowe and no Michael Haley. Right. So... And no David Schlemko. That's right. And no David Schlemko. So you're missing three regular contributors, and one of them is perhaps the most popular player in Sharks history. Right. Perhaps. Sure. And I think you could make a case for others, including the one that decided to stay. Exactly. But losing Patrick Marlowe, that's, that's a lot of production to ask LeBanc or Meyer or Carpenter or Goudreau or Sorensen or somebody mm-hmm. to pick up. And that's that's the facts. Like yeah. who's gonna pick up that slack, dude? Who's who's gonna get that first kick at the can? Well, the thing is, I think that's you've hit upon the the major reason why there is some excitement surrounding the Sharks. Because when's been when was the last time the Sharks had a group of young players that were untested, unproven, and were expected to carry a significant load. It's been a decade or more, right? I mean, since Joe Thornton came in, sure, guys have come in and out. Jonathan Chichu rise and fall, you know, and so Ryan Klo rise and fall and so on. But Maybe Joe Pavelski, but that's one player. Logan Couture, there's one player. But now there's this 
you know, I think Sharks fans, I'm, I'm not used to sort of looking for promise in this group of players that you need to take over the mantle of scoring. And that, that part will actually be kind of interesting and new to experience because over the past five, six years, it's always been, okay, are the Sharks going to make it? We know who the best players are. We know who the skill players are. We're not, we're hoping maybe someone will break out. We're hoping we'll see a, a big, a big season from, from whomever, but this year we kind of need it to happen. And could it be Meyer? It could be, it could be LeBanc. It could maybe, you know, everybody's talking about, maybe it's, uh, um, shoot, I can't, I, I, the name just flew out of my head, but, um, you know, like you said, there's four or five guys who have, are going to have this opportunity to play in the top six or maybe to become a first unit power play guy or something like that. And past years, it's been pretty, pretty steady. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I hope you're right, dude. I'm just laughing because I don't see Pete DeBoer being that loving, nurturing coach that's going to stand by these guys when they have growing pains. I, I, my fear is this, is that whoever gets the first spin at being a top six forward and replacing Marlowe, if they struggle, if they don't succeed in five games, then the next one gets a chance. And then the next one gets a chance. Right. And then they sign Thomas Vonick 20 games <laughs> in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, aren't, aren't you confusing him for Tom McClellan? I mean, that's what Tom McClellan used to do. He would change the lines every six, seven minutes. But isn't, like. that, isn't that DeBoer's MO as well? I mean, wasn't he, he didn't change. saddled he didn't with line. that in New Jersey that they said he, he, would, he didn't trust the young players, he wouldn't give them a chance? You know, I think that we've seen the Sharks play these young guys inconsistently, I think. And and I'm not blaming, you know, this isn't, the Mueller situation isn't on DeBoer. This goes back to McClellan, and it goes to Doug Wilson, too. Mm -hmm. But if they're going to try and see what they have with these young guys, because they've moved to this is this is what it is, right? Right. And I'm glad that they're going in that direction and not just signing Thomas signing Von. yeah Thomas Vonick or you know giving Drew Stafford a two year deal to right. you know to score his mediocre maybe 11 we goals can get Lee Stempniak sure <laughs> right right like that's not the Sharks aren't a you know one year veteran away that's from right. being a better team. We need to see what these guys can do. And that's why I hope that they let Tim Heed and Joachim Ryan and Dylan DeMello duke it out for that number six spot. And they don't go out and sign Cody Franson. Right. Yeah. That's no, a failure. I if that completely happens. agree with you. Like the, you're putting a bandaid on something like, and I don't even think he's better necessarily than those three guys. Like you, you need to let them, sink or swim so that you can really make a decision moving forward about what the future of this team is. Are they going to continue to be competitive because these young guys can do it? Or are we really headed for the apocalypse because, <laughs> right. you know, Joe Thornton is, is nearing the end and this team is getting older. So um, I hope that they let, I'm not disagreeing with the choice to let the young guys play. I just hope that they let it play out. 
right that it that it, it comes along with the strategy or the philosophy that we're going to need to try this we're going to need to go in this direction yeah. we're not going to be playing Sorensen and Meyer and LeBanc thinking how are we going to make the Stanley Cup finals in the back right. of your head all the time which that that's my fear right that's that, my fear too that DeBoer isn't programmed for that kind of situation right and that he's not going to he's not going to hang with LeBanc and a you know three goals in 20 games mm-hmm. like you know he he's not going to hang with with he he's he's he wouldn't change up the power play last year right like we're going to are we going to see like the same old stuff over and over again like i know marlo's not here but it's time for you know let's let's see chris tierney on the top power play with thornton and timo meyer and right like Brent Burns and Pavelski and put Couture on the, you know what I mean? Like, let's change it up. Yeah, yeah. Change it up. Like, we need to change it up and see. it doesn't. You don't need to keep cooking the same breakfast. Like, it's time to let these guys kind of mix and match with some of these other players. I'm hopeful that'll happen. I don't think it's going to. I think that they're going to stubbornly attempt to do what they did two years ago with fewer tools that's my fear too however i think the message could not be clearer in terms of what has happened so far in this offseason the sharks did not make a herculean effort to get better they did not go out and sign one of these guys yeah, they, they didn't go try and get zach parise not that he was available but they didn't try and go sure and make a splashy move they signed brandon freaking bowling right? right i mean if and they let marlo go I mean, could there be a clearer message that, listen, we know we're not going to be as good this coming year. We are consciously and purposefully putting the reins of this team into some of the hands of these younger players. We don't have another option. It's not like, I mean, if they were going to go get Thomas Vonick, they would have gotten him already, right? I mean, there's plenty of these guys that are surprisingly unsigned, actually, that the Sharks probably could have gotten. They don't, they're not going to go and do that. If they were, if they were going to go and do that, they would have done it already. You're right. Yeah, it would have happened. So, yeah, dude. I mean, I, you're you're I'm, right. I'm I mean, trying the, to talk myself into this. The, the Sharks' priority this this off season was to keep the guys who were going to be unrestricted in a year from hitting the market, and that's what they did. They held on to Martin Jones. They held on to to Vlasic. Right. That was their priority. They wanted to make sure that those guys weren't going to leave. They've got them now. And now you have to see what this core looks like with the young guys playing important roles. I don't know if Joe should be centering the top power play anymore. Right. If he plays like last year, he should not. And they should let Hurdle do it, or they should let Pabs do it, or they should let Tierney do it and see what happens. Not just for a shift, for like, the season. Yeah. And see what happens. Right. Like, you know, you're not going to learn anything from a one or two game stretch. I see you're looking at the list of players who are unsigned, dude. And if we had a time machine and we went back, you know, 10 years, there's some pretty great names on this list. Absolutely. Jerome Aginla, Dennis Weidman. You have uh, Brian Gianta. Yarmir Yager, Shane Doan, 
your favorite dude, Mike Ribeiro. Yeah. <laughs> um, both Mahalik brothers. Yep. I'm actually. I was just thinking. Here, here's my question. You know, just have a little fun here. Of all these names that we see, and we're looking at maybe the top thirty free agents, and they're sorted by their cap hit of last year. W- which of these players are you most surprised is on is still on this list? Because I'm surprised by more than one of these names, but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to pick who am I most surprised that's still here. It's not Milan Mahalik. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we've talked about this player several times because we think that there must be some sort of problem with this player. But Daniel Winnick is not a bad hockey player. No. And he was on a team that was very good last year. He's been on several very good teams that don't seem to want him around very much. So he's sitting here on this list. I mean, he's only 32 years old. He had 25 points last year in 13 minutes. You know, that's pretty solid for a third-line center. That's right. Daniel Winnick, what's the story? I'm actually not surprised because of the fact that we've talked how he's been on so many teams. I'm actually a little surprised Zibanejk Mahalik is still on this list, but... um, I think he's just a very solid defenseman. I'm surprised that someone didn't take him. But I guess you could sort of say the same thing about some of these other guys, like Fetter Tutin. Like yeah. Fetter, seeing Fetter Tutin on this list is a little strange. Um, yeah, I mean, Mahalik, if I remember right, I, I don't even... I mean, I know he only played three games in the right. NHL last year. I think they paid the majority of the games in the AHL. So I don't know if that was a cap thing or a what thing. Yeah. If he was hurt, I can't remember. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... I, I am a little surprised that maybe a, a a team like Pittsburgh or Anaheim or the Blackhawks. Well, Pittsburgh lost Matt Cullen, so I think Pittsburgh might. Where did Cullen go? He went to Minnesota. So, like, they wouldn't give Yager a minimum. Like, right. Yager still, ha- he had 46 points last year. I know, he's a good like, player. You know? He's really good. Like, he's still good. Like, that nobody wants him maybe he's asking you know he made four million dollars last year i mean maybe he's set a price that he's unwilling to move off of right right and he's probably unwilling to play for a bad team so and i know at least one person has advocated the sharks to go get Yarmir Yager, if the price is right. Like, if you could get, you know, Yager, get for a million dollars, that's exactly the player we don't want the Sharks to get. Like, precisely the player. Yeah. And I love Yarmir Yager as a player. He's an absolute first ballot Hall of Famer. He has some of the best flow in hockey history. I mean, the guy is amazing in every possible way, yet he is precisely the guy the Sharks should not get right now. That is not the answer to any of the questions the Sharks have. Right. And it's taking the, the franchise in precisely the wrong direction. So, you know, that's that's one of the... And yet, he might be the most productive player on this list. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. Like, he would... You sign him, and Timo Meyer spends the year with the Barracuda. That's right. Like, that's right. What's the point? Like, Yager's not going to... Having Yager doesn't mean the Sharks are going to win the cup. <laughs> right. Like, it, you know, 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? But... Not now, and and it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. But there's not. I'm looking at this list, and there's really not a player that I would be interested or that's jumping off the page to me. Going, gosh, the Sharks really 
should make every effort to try and get this person. Right. Right. No, I, I agree with you. Um, like I would way rather see what some of these Barracuda guys have to offer than signing NHL journeyman. Right. You know, go get Renee Bork. Yeah. Or something. Like we don't need yeah. Renee Bork, you know, no one needs Renee Bork. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently no one needs him. So, uh, I would suspect we're not going to see the Sharks do any, you know, Brad Winchester type PTOs. Right. I don't think that we're going to see them do that. They shouldn't do that. And, you know, they should let the young guys, the guys that they've committed to making part of this team, duke it out. Dude, uh, do we have emails? We had two. Okay. Um, okay. Dave and Folsom. Dave and Folsom. What's up, Dave? Uh, last preseason game for the Sharks is October 1st. Are you guys available to join? Are we going to October 1st, dude? Are we going to preseason? I'm putting you on the spot. Um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, like, if you're ever down at the tank and you know you're coming down for a regular season game, let us know. And if we are at the game or even if one of us is at the game, we'd love to say hello. Yeah, absolutely right. We can often be find found at the Blue Moon station by the ice cream. That's right. Yes. Yes, right by that's section two twelve. Where we like sit. to get a little ice cream and then pour a Blue Moon on it. <laughs> it's weird, but it works. Yeah. Um, we did get a question from Jason, and he's going to Vegas to see the Sharks on March thirty first. But yeah. he's never been to an away game before. Is there any advice about where other Sharks fans are most likely to be sitting? You know, usually they're pretty even. I mean, we've been to some away games. Um, although obviously not in Vegas because it's new, but um, there's no, you know, like yeah, it's not like college football. It's not like college football or like EPL where you like sit behind, right. you know, the, your own team's goal or whatever. Um, so you you get sort of spread out. Just get the best tickets you can find, and, and chances are you're going to be sitting next to a Sharks fan anyway. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, this is also putting you on the spot, but I would love to be in Vegas for the March 31st game. I would love to go to Vegas and watch the Sharks on the road. And I know a lot of other Sharks fans are thinking exactly the same thing because, hey, Vegas. Jason, can we come? Can, can we make this happen? Can we go? Jason, can we come with you? Yeah, maybe Maybe he's got extra tickets. Yeah. Right. Ask your wife. See if the dudes can come with you. We'll ask our wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's the more correct answer. That's right. right. Dude, let's look into it. March 31st, uh, you know, uh, I'm happy to go. It's on you. So it's on me you again, know, I obviously. mean, are you sure? Do you want to do this again, dude? I never say die. Oh, God. Never give up. I'm going to do that. I'm seriously. Cons- we really, I mean, this, I thought this was the year. I know. Like, I mean, this was going to be the year and we it thought. crumbled so mightily around you. I'm, I'm half, I'm more than half considering actually doing the dartboard thing this time because <laughs> it would be funnier. And so really, you just randomly, randomly choose. Just randomly choose. Like, and and I would give up. I'd probably give up the number. Actually, it wouldn't even matter if I had the number one pick or not because I could be picking Vancouver first or Colorado, which would be hilarious. But you know what? I think I would have a better chance of winning overall. So I might have to go this way. Um, dude, whatever you think is going to work for you, I encourage you to follow that strategy. Yeah, because <laughs> whatever strategy I've been using up till now is clearly not working. <laughs> Clearly not. No, no. Ah, oh, dude, not a lot of emails because there's just not a lot going on. Yeah, just nothing going on, dude. That's I true, mean, dude. Is there anything else that you would like to comment on in terms of uh, 
you know, hockey news. I mean, the the other big thing that's happened fairly recently is is the Oilers re-signed Leon Draisaitl for a gigantic uh, pile of cash. I think he's actually getting more money than Brent Burns, who won the Norris Trophy. Um, that is uh, surprising to me because you know usually you kind of want these twenty-one-year-old players and. <laughs> Drysdale is 21 years old. They gave him eight years, 68 million dollars. That's slightly more than eight million dollars a year. Usually, you want these 21 year old guys to not be making a lot of money because then you don't have to pay them, and then you can get in under the cap. So, I, I understand wanting to keep him. Obviously, he's a he's a great player, but uh, I was a little surprised to see that so quickly. But uh, I guess the Sharks aren't going to offer shoot him then, huh? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That sort of came and went. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a uh, pipe dream anyway. You know, I mean, th- things that haven't happened, you know, the avalanche doing nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Boshman goes back to the Ducks. Yeah. I, I didn't that. see that. Yeah. That's hilarious. I mean, that they are just going to roll out the same team again. You know, it, it's, it, it's interesting. They shouldn't give away their young players, but either they're asking too much or there's not much of a market for these guys because they think everybody thinks they've got Colorado bent over the barrel. Right. So um I don't know. I I, I, I was hoping and, and Kevin Kurz had alerted alluded to this that the Sharks might attempt to get in and make some sort of hockey trade this summer to inject some new life, some new blood into this team, a useful younger player for another useful younger player. And that never, ever really seemed close. Right. We did hear that after Marlowe signed in Toronto that Doug Wilson, while he said one thing, was actively searching for a forward to replace Patrick Marlowe. I look at the Vegas roster and it's such a mess. It's such a mess. <laughs> what a nightmare. I mean, they have like nine or 10 or 11. I think it's even 11 NHL defensemen. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, and they have, they have James Neal. So right. are they going to keep James Neal? I mean, I guess if somebody's got to score. If they have 11 NHL defensemen, you'd think they'd trade some of them to get. A, well, a score you would think so, but the Sharks don't need NHL defensemen. That's true. They need James Neal, yeah, you know? Right, so, right. Um, and I think he's a different type of player because I don't know what his age is, dude. Do you know? Mm, you want to take a guess? Not, I'm going to say 27 for James Neal. Ooh, I think he's older than that. I'm going to go you're, 30. You're going over? Over in James Neal? James Neal is. <gasps> Survey says. James Neal is born in 1987. 30. 30. All right. Nice, dude. At, at that age, you know, he's still got a good six, seven years and he's an unrestricted free agent. So I, I, I think he's still playing in the prime of his career. Right. Sure. So like, that's a guy that I would be interested in getting. I don't know what the price would be based on the other moves Vegas has made. You know, I, they don't seem to be operating at a, at a savant level over <laughs> there. <laughs> uh. Anyways, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. But they're they're trying to stockpile as much stuff as they can get. Sure. And we'll see. Well, we'll see if it works. Out. I don't think they're doing. I, I don't. I don't think they're doing a good job. I, mean, <laughs> I think 
They really choked. They haven't on. even played a game yet. The, it doesn't matter that their team's going to suck. Like they overplayed their hand here. Like they thought, let's take all these defensemen, and everybody's going to be just clamoring for our defensemen. Right. And then they get a fifth. nobody wants them. And they get like, a fifth for David Schlemko. Yeah, yeah, they got a fifth for David Schlemko. They're stuck with Jason Garrison. Like they're stuck with these guys. Right. The problem is they're expensive. Like that means that some of them are making pretty big contracts. So they blew it. Yeah. They kind of did. I love it. Dude, there's really nothing else happening here. Is you know, Spurs are back playing. It's Spurs, true. Spurs lost are, to Chelsea, dude. Lost to Chelsea. Earthquakes are playing. Uh they're on the fringe of playoff hunt, dude. Um Sharks Fan Fest coming up. Sharks Fan Fest. Right? That's yep. uh September twenty fourth. I think we've as, got a whole month. <laughs> yeah, as season ticket holders, we can get in early for some or other, I don't know. But well, there's the, an alumni game. The alumni game could be yeah, damn boy. If DB twenty two is playing, I'm, I'm. Oh, Nolan's playing Mike Ricci. Like I'm. I want to see that. Oh heck! I think yeah. I want to see that. That might be the Absolutely. most entertaining Sharks game we see. Yeah, no, that that's gonna be fun. Because you be know, fun. Dan Boyle's gonna be like ready to play. Yeah, like he's gonna want. <laughs> like he's gonna be like hasn't played a, a yeah. competitive game in like two years. He's gonna yeah. go out there and he's gonna blow up Brian Marchment. He's gonna try and right. then, because Brian Marchment now wait here. Okay, podcast goals, dude. We're gonna we're gonna set a podcast goal for the year. You okay, ready? podcast goal. What's the podcast goal? Get Dan Boyle on the show. <laughs> Jesus. Give me something attainable, would you? I don't think that's unattainable. Okay. I think we can do it. He okay. recognized you at breakfast. <laughs> that was like start wandering around the streets looking for Dan Boyle. <laughs> you know, there's that show like looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. We'll just do. We're looking for DB. Or like, or like the one where people are, are looking for Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> you think Dan Boyle's a recluse like Richard Simmons? Yeah, he's been taken over by his cleaning lady. <laughs> Uh, he stopped giving exercise classes. <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be amazing if it wow, were true. The real reason why he retired. Our first spinoff podcast, searching <laughs> yes, for Dan Boyle. Uh, you know, yeah. Brought to you, brought to you by prison. <laughs> brought to you by the restraining order. <laughs> Perfect podcast goals, dude. <laughs> A restraining order. That's our new podcast goal. Hey, if you if you're on a restraining order, maybe it'll keep you from making that stupid Vegas bet again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get crazy. We both know that's not happening. Sharks. <laughs> Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.